Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is win Miss Hawaii USA pageants. No big deal. It's all good. <laughs> Today's guest, we actually have the 2021 uh, Miss Hawaii USA, Miss Ali Chu. Allison hey, Chu. Hey, aloha, everyone. Do you rather go by Ali or Allison? I feel like at this point in my life, it's like 50-50. Oh, really? Okay. Kind of, yeah. Like Some people call me Allison, like people from elementary school, mm-hmm. and then people, I think, from High school, I was like, oh, I'm, my name's Allie now. <laughs> or would you rather just go by Miss Hawaii USA? Your, nah. your, your formal name. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can only really do it for a year, so yeah, might as well. <laughs> we'll go with Allie. We'll stick with Allie. So, uh, Allie, I really wanted to, like, uh, just get into this conversation with you because we've known each other for a couple months now, you know, not very, very long. Um, but over those couple months, I feel like we've gotten pretty close. You know, we've seen each other at different events and things. We've worked together on different projects. And over that time, I've come to just kind of find out that you are one of the most genuine people in Hawaii and Aww. I'm super I know sorry it doesn't yeah. I'm not trying to butter you up Get or anything but <laughs> yeah just butter starting it up. off like that <laughs> but yeah really like if a lot of people don't know like uh what Miss Hawaii USA is is like it's obviously a pageant right and it's something that's held every single year so you hold the title for a year right and then after a year uh it gets placed onto somebody else and I don't think you can ever win twice right no well technically I could win in Hawaii and if I ever did want to compete in another state I could oh so that would be disloyal I know right I'm like I'm so true to Hawaii though I'm like I could not even see myself like I don't know. It just wouldn't feel right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that's I think for Hawaii, though, it's so much more important. And I can't speak to this for every single state, but I feel like in Hawaii, like the Miss Hawaii USA or Miss Hawaii title is so important just because it, it really like exemplifies or at least is supposed to, uh, you know, what a person from Hawaii should like represent. Right. Um, I remember when I was living in Las Vegas as a kid, we did have like, you know, the Miss Nevada or whatever it was mm-hmm. come in and read to us at school. And I was like, I don't get it. What's going on? But here you are a lot more like involved, you know, you're like an activist for like, you know, uh, like uh, environment stuff. You're always like uh, trying to like help out Hawaii in whatever way you can, which I think is super important. And that's not something that I see everywhere. So is that kind of like the vibe you get too, like from the other people that have won this contest or? I mean, I feel like it's important to always have some sort of platform, especially because you're given this title for a whole year. And at the end of the day, if you're really not giving back to your community, especially in Hawaii, like Hawaii has always been so generous. Like it, we're so blessed to be from a community of people that is so nice and just really just work so hard to help other children help keiki and everything so it's like the least i can do with this title to be able to give back to my community so i'm really fortunate enough to have that opportunity this year and that's awesome because it's like you've been like super consistent like even beyond you know just the title miss hawaii usa this year i feel like even before we knew each other and stuff like years prior before you had the title you were still kind of always in this like like in the loop with that, right? Like activism, you know, helping out where you can and just being a part of your community. Totally. I think even so, like with social media, mm-hmm. we have so much to be able, we have a huge, a bigger platform to give back to our community. And I think you really need to use it wisely because I feel, especially like social media, like you can portray negative things or you can like make people feel bad or, or things like that. But I think it's so important to always show like, hey, you know, I have a platform and I want to be able to like show other people like it's not something out of reach, like giving back to other people isn't something that's outlandish or right. like, you know, I think you can really give back to your community in any way, shape or form as long as you look for something or, you know, ask around and just see like, what can you do? To it really your- just takes passion, it sounds like, right? And just mm-hmm. dedication. It's not something that you really need to be like, 
you know, really like uh, rich to do or you need to be well off to do. Literally, I feel like anybody can do this, right? Totally. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's like volunteering your time. You don't need to have money to have time to give to other people or, you know, just hard work and, you know, blood, sweat and right. tears. That doesn't cost money. But. Not at all. Just a lot of time, which may yeah. be more valuable, you know, and it, it seems like it. Um, so, Ali, I don't know if I ever told you this story before, but have I ever told you, like, how I kind of, like, discovered you for, like, High Connect and, like, found your socials and stuff? I don't think so. Oh, no. okay. Okay, well, this is going to be an interesting story okay. then. So, uh, we started off High Connect Studios, right, because we were looking for social media influencers in Hawaii. Um, and obviously, you know, like, Allison Chu popped up because you're all over the place. And I think this was before you won uh, Miss Hawaii USA. Yes, I think you guys reached out to me, like... November, October, something. Yeah, like, a few months before. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even before that, you were already like, you know, big on the social media scene. You were uh, about to compete in all of this stuff. Um, so we reached out and I was like, you know, this girl's content is really good. It feels like it's a very Hawaii vibe. It's not like, you know, she's like doing anything scandalous or anything yeah. like that, too, which is really good because, you know, that I mean, that's the way some people get big on social media, totally. which you know, that's a prerogative. But well, you, you know, never... what? whatever floats your boat. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. We're not here to judge. But I mean, yeah, yeah you're always clean content, which was good. Um, so we found you from that and I was like, okay, great. You know, we have this connection here. Um, and then as I started to watch her content more and stuff, I was like, I really, really like this girl. You know, she's very like genuine and I love everything that she's about. So when it came to December when you competed, right? So that's just for, it's not for Miss Hawaii 2020, right? It's Miss Hawaii USA 2021. Yes. Okay. So you guys competed in December 2020 though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for the next year. So this <laughs> and I know my personal audience is mainly male, so I don't know how much they watch pageants and stuff. But for me personally, you know, being super masculine and whatnot, uh, I was always uh, I didn't watch beauty pageants and stuff, you know, because I'm cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you're, so, you're the shoe guy, you know what I mean? You got all the shoes. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Not something I was super interested in. But uh, for this particular one, I went out of my way to actually watch this program because oh. I wanted to watch Allison Chu compete. No way. And we weren't even close at the time. You know, <laughs> we weren't like, you know, texting friends or anything like that. You know, we, we never hung out. So I just really was like excited because, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I think this girl has a good shot to win. You know, like Aww. she she seems like she has a really good platform and she's very like just I feel like she has a very strong chance to win this thing. So I ended up like because me and my uh, wife, we don't uh, have cable or anything in our house. So I had to go through lengths to get this. I oh. went to like find some streaming services or something, Razors? you know. Yeah, oh, I feel so, I feel so loud. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I really like went out of the way to try to find it. I was like, is it on like KHON, KITV? Where can I find oh. this stream? I think I ended up finding it on YouTube. Maybe it was through. Yes. Yeah. Was that what it was from? I think they had a stream on YouTube and they had a stream on, I want to say... KITV. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one or the other I was watching. It wasn't the greatest quality, but it got the job done, mm-hmm. right? And so I was I watched literally from start to finish and oh. every single time Allison Chu came on, I was like at my wife, I was like, Oh my god, look at this girl. She's gonna win, you know? She's awesome. So we were super excited and then you ended up winning, you know? So we were just like for me, I was like, This is so cool. Cause the one we were watching you and I knew like right away, because I, I don't know much about like pageants or what it takes to win, what they score off of, like what are the criteria and stuff to win. But when we were watching, I, you know, they do you get you guys do like your modeling stuff and you guys do your walkouts and your talks and all of this. I was like, this girl is has it all. You know, she oh. she's beautiful. She has poise. She's so well spoken. And she can just like she just exudes like a Hawaii spirit, which I'm assuming is what they're looking for. Right. I mean, well, yeah, especially for Miss Hawaii USA, I think you have to really have aloha and especially just have a heart to 
be able to give back to your community and just, I mean, of course, like the have the glamorous aspect too. That's like the fun part. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, what can you do to give back? You can't really look at a situation as like, what can I get from this? But you should really look at it as what can I give to this, you know? Yeah. And see, that's such a beautiful answer. That sounds like a pageant answer. Oh, really? Ah! (laughs) She always gives the most perfect answers. <laughs> but yeah, it was just really like, and I'm not going to throw shade at other contestants. I know they're all like your sisters and uh, like family at this point. But yeah. when me and my wife were watching, it was like really like there's just discrepancies that we saw where it's like, okay, this girl is beautiful, right? But the poise and, you know, like just that overall, like, I don't know what it is. Aura, I guess would be a good mm. word. Just doesn't feel right. But then every time Allie came on the screen, we we're just like, yeah, she's got it. And then oh. it came to a point where you're like top five or something. And we were like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's got it. And if uh, and I think was it top five or did they go to top three? Um, they went to top five. Yeah. It okay. Was top five. And then from top five, they picked the winner. So from top five, then you, um, uh, they had a the question. So yeah. we each gave our question. Okay. But it was really crazy though because like we didn't have any family members in the audience because uh-huh. of COVID, and at the time COVID was super strict. Like we couldn't even December have gather- twenty twenty, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Like I don't even think we could have gatherings of more than five people without a mask at a time. It and was pretty much in the heat. That sounds about right. Yeah, we yeah. were like really in the thick of COVID. So even w- it looks like it was filmed all one night, but in reality, it was actually filmed throughout a week. Is that usually how the pageant goes? No, like usually it's all live. You have a live audience and they'll film it and then they'll post it like a few days later or like a week later. But because of COVID and everybody still wanted to be really involved, mm-hmm. but like couldn't necessarily attend. They had everything live for. It was yeah, over on the news. a week. This changes my entire perspective of it's, things. It's so crazy because they had us at designated times, right? So like right. they would have, um, we have we had our pods. We had our pods of five, uh-huh. and they would have us each come at these designated times. But because we had swimsuit, and then we have evening gown, um, and there was, I want to say there was. A little over 20-some girls. So that sounds so, about right. There was a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was like filmed like in a, in a few days. I see. That makes sense. And then pretty much you got a call um, right before the weekend, I wanted to say. And they're like, okay, you made top 10. So when we all came back the next week, I didn't even get to meet like more than half the girls. Oh, wow. I know. It's crazy. Like I only really got to see top 10. And as soon we, we all had our our top 10 shot and then Uh immediately they had to cut to top five because, you know, at the time, like that is what was legal in the sense. (laughs) Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. So did you, okay. When the top five was there, you still didn't know who won though at that point. No. Okay. So the five, you guys knew in advance prior to that five, but then in the five that was like live, everything was, okay. We only really knew, I mean, we only really knew top 10 when we got there and I'm like, okay, these are the girls, you know, I'm with. And then we all had our, you know, that one shot of, okay, they call top 10. But from there on, it was all live. Dude, they did such a good job editing all of this because it felt mm-hmm. like it was really like one night. No, totally. I mean, That's my crazy. director, Alicia, she's been really awesome at trying to navigate throughout COVID and especially for that pageant. So she did a really great job, honestly. I, I give it hands down to her. That was amazing. <laughs> well, it came out amazing because it looked like it was one night. But also even more amazing, I would say then that you were probably... This might be a hot take, but you might be the greatest Miss Hawaii USA winner ever because oh you went through the hardest time. This is something un, like nobody's ever seen this before. You know, you can't plan for this. That's such a weird structure. I'm sure you've done other pageants leading up to this and whatnot. But this is the first time you had to wait. Like, you know, you have to come in one day and then wait 
come back, wait again. Yeah. That's way different than anything else. So in terms of like mm-hmm. structure and, you know, adapting, this was probably one of the hardest. So that's why I kind of give it a little bit more credit on this, you know? Thank you. I mean, I feel like definitely the anticipation of waiting for that and having the stamina like throughout that entire oh, week to really just be on and just stay focused was it was a it was a lot. You know, it takes a lot of energy to do that. But I'm just glad I made it through. You know, even at the end of the day, like I had um what was it? When we had our top five question, yeah. I gave my I gave my answer and I just completely almost blacked out when I gave that answer. Like I didn't even really remember what I said. And because there's nobody in the audience besides the judges, the uh-huh. cameramen and like the production team, like none of my family or friends were there. So right. nobody clapped. And subconsciously you're like, <laughs> like imagine. Did like, I bomb? No, literally. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I think I bombed my answer. So like right when I got off stage, I was almost like going to cry because oh, I was just no. so like. I didn't even remember what I said. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I really just don't know how this is going to play out. So when we all got back on, um, like, ready for, like, the ceremony uh-huh. or whatever, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really have no idea how this ha- is going to play. And right. so when it was, like, getting down to, you know, they kept, um, you know, calling the runners up. I Five, was like, four, oh, my three, gosh. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I really, like, maybe I didn't give up out of an answer. And then when I won, I was completely just in shock. It, it was wild. It was a very, very genuine reaction, man. Like, that oh. picture that they took of you was so great. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh. He's like, you know, you were actually, like, very just, it felt like that sense of relief was, like, right there, you know, in that moment. Because, like you just mentioned, I I didn't visualize this until you said it right now. But having to wait a week instead of, like, you know, just normally the pageant would be a couple hours. A uh-huh. week is just continuous, like, stress. Yeah. For a week. That is week. insane. It's crazy. But, you know, in a good way, I feel like it's going to prepare me a lot for Miss USA, which is going to be in November because we're going to be there for eight days. So it's kind of the same feel in the sense because you have to go to rehearsals. You have to be on. You have to just be completely present in every moment. Right. So that in a way, it's almost kind of like I've already competed for like that high stress level already that going to Miss USA is just going to make it more a little bit more seamless, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, well, OK, so we can talk about that a little bit. I actually had to do like my research and my homework on this. So it looks like it's coming. Uh, Miss USA competition is November 29th, right? Yes. OK, look at Wikipedia. Go. And it's also in Oklahoma, it looks like. Yes, Tulsa, Oklahoma. What a random, random spot to be in. Have you ever I been know. in Oklahoma before? I've never been to Oklahoma, but in a, in, I guess in a good sense. This gives me an excuse to go to Oklahoma because yep. I probably would have never even went there to begin with without okay. Miss USA. So. Okay. So you haven't met any of these other like uh, people that are competing or anything? So I have. Oh. I actually went to Cancun um, two weekends ago. Oh, yeah. Which was super cool. We got to go to Miss USA. So USA's. what was that for? Um, it was Miss USA's orientation. Orientation. Uh-huh. Okay. And so in this Cancun. Is wow, in that's Cancun. a lot better than Oklahoma. They should have had know. it there. No, they really, they really did make up for it, though, in Cancun. <laughs> it was amazing. So this was our first time ever having an orientation before the actual competition. Because oh, wow. usually you don't really even meet the girls until you get to pageant week. Right. And that can be, you know, you're you're in a different scenario and in a different setting. Like, it's a little bit more intense, I imagine. But for this, it was actually kind of cool to, like, not be in a competition setting because you really got to know the girls a lot more. Oh. And for me, at least, I feel like I got to know who I could bond with, who I vibed with. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, and just so when I get to Miss USA, it's a little bit more not as nerve-wracking to, like, okay, not only am I competing, but I have to meet 50 50 girl, 50 other girls. Right, right. You know, so I'm I'm super 
super grateful, at least because now we have a new director uh-huh. for Miss USA before it was owned um, by IMG. But now Crystal Stewart, who was a Miss USA in 2008, I believe, mm-hmm. she just bought um, the Miss USA organization. So Jeez, she's, that is insane. What I a- know. It's amazing, <laughs> wow, though. Yeah. She's really taking it into like a new direction. She's making it more relevant and fashion forward and like wants to... Um, like our new slogan now is pageant she reimagines. So she mm. really wants to make it a lot more current and just kind of give a new perspective to what pageantry can offer. Mm, I see. I see. So this again, I'm not very familiar with this entire pageant scene. So after when you win Miss USA, right, when that happens in November, um, after you win that, what happens after that? Are you, is that Miss Universe? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, so OK. It's really wild this year, especially because Miss Universe is. Whoever wins Miss USA, two days after they win, has to fly to Israel. To two go to- days after? <laughs> two days after. So <laughs> it's it's wild because at this point, like, I'm not only preparing for Miss USA, but I'm trying to get into a Miss Universe, Miss Universe mindset of you have preparation. To. Yeah, you have to think that you're going to win. Yeah. yeah, like you have to because, you know, you have to set yourself up for success. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's wild this year. Like, it's usually not that close, but because of COVID, everything's been so delayed to the point... Actually, Miss Universe for 2020 happened this last May. Wow. So that's only mm-hmm. a six-month turnaround or something, right? Uh-huh. Seven, yeah. yeah. So this this year's uh, or 2020's Miss Universe really has like a shorter range. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Sure. But, okay. you know, I mean, it's I think like I, I've actually met her. She came to Hawaii, uh, I want to say like in June. Was it the winter Philippines? Was um, that this year? No. So she was uh, Mexico. Oh, okay, okay, Andrea, okay. she's actually super sweet. Like she came to Hawaii, and we all got to show her around Hawaii. Like we actually went horseback riding oh, up at cool. Gunstock Ranch. Yeah. So that was like she's actually really genuine, super cool, down to earth. Because especially when you see them on TV, they look larger than life. You know yes, what I mean? I You're agree. like, oh my gosh! Like you put them up on a pedestal, yes. but getting to kind of meet her and just like hang out with her for a few days, I was like, oh wow, she's actually like really cool. And like now I totally understand like why she's super fit for this role. So well that'll be you one day. Cause that's the exact <laughs> same vibe I get from you as well. Like, you know, it's like I, I thought of that too when I saw like, okay, Miss Hawaii, whatever it is, um, it, it does feel like it's on a pedestal. Like, okay, so this is like the the peak of what it means to be, you know, a woman in Hawaii, you know, like this is the top of the top. And then when you meet when you meet Lynn Allison Chu, it's like, oh, she's so like <laughs> down to earth and you know she's just like you know she's so comfortable to be around which is really interesting because it does seem like they're so like intimidating and you know they have like all the right answers they always have like the best speech and they just feel like larger than life like you said but then when it gets down to it you you know you're still you you're ali i guess and it's you're very approachable in that sense which is nice you know and it does it seem like that for everybody because since you said you just went to the orientation in cancun and we don't need to throw any like states under the bus but what did it seem like that where everybody was kind of approachable or is that just kind of like a more hawaii vibe you think i mean hawaii definitely brings something else to the plate i think Uh especially coming from hawaii like we're all taught to be really grounded and that's something i enjoy about being from hawaii because um it's really almost actually when I first got into pageantry, it was really hard to talk about myself because especially growing up in Hawaii, you're not really taught to boast. Yep. You're taught to be really humble. You, it's not appropriate to talk about yourself or anything like that. So like when I first got into pageantry, that was something that I really struggled with and just didn't even feel comfortable. I was like, why am I going to talk about my accomplishments? Like I've always grown up thinking like that is something you just right. don't talk about. It's like unspoken. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, you know, definitely like going into it now and being in the thick of it, it's been really almost liberating to like be able, oh, no, like this is OK. Like because on the mainland people, it's so it's not it's not like that at all. Like no. you're, it's very, you know, it's very professional. You have to kind of like talk about yourself, your resume, everything. So going into orientation, I felt like I actually pleasantly was really surprised by a lot of the girls. I was like, wow, like I'm actually like feel like really connected to them and they seem like really genuine. You know, there's That's always going to be some girls who, All right, you know. what state we got? I know. <laughs> Those who shall not be named, yeah, but no, sorry. I'm just kidding. But yeah, you We're know. We're looking at you, California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, kidding. no, no. Actually, California was really sweet. She was really cool. <laughs> Sabrina, if you're good listening to this. <laughs> it's, I'm, no, no. But yeah, it was awesome, though. Like, yeah. That's awesome. A lot of them were really cool. So I was actually a lot more pleasantly surprised. And so there's only 50 then? They're not, they don't look at like, you know, um, what's it called? The territories or anything like that that we have? So there's 51 because that's oh, okay. the states and they count District of Columbia. Okay, okay, so 51 yeah. then. Okay, so yeah. it's you plus 50 other people. Yes, exactly. Okay, so going back to what you were saying about the Miss Universe thing then. So if you do win or when you win Miss USA in <laughs> November in Oklahoma, when you win, you said it was a two-day difference. So are you mm-hmm. flying back to Hawaii or are you going straight there? So I believe you fly to Texas where their headquarters is. Okay. And then they're going to help prepare you so you'll have they, – they already oh have their wardrobe planned for Miss Universe, like whoever wins Miss USA. Right. So they're going to – you have to pick apparently from a certain amount of dresses. Okay. And then you're like, okay, I want this one. And then they have a seamstress there who's just going <laughs> to basically sew you into the dress. Yeah. And then you're shipped off to Miss Universe. So – I know it's it's really the turnaround is really crazy this year, but I think I mean I don't know I feel like I'm pretty I feel pretty cool like confident about it. Yeah, you seem way. calm, strangely calm. We're yeah. about a month out, a month and a half out, and you're just like you know chilling yeah. doing this podcast. Like okay. I guess so. I don't know. It's weird. Even when I was going to orientation, I was like expecting myself to be so much more like. I don't know, on edge or like, you know, more nervous about it. But like even on the plane, I was like, I'm really strangely calm about this whole thing. And I don't know. I don't know why. But you know what? I think because I've been preparing and I've had almost the longest reign out of any other contestant at um, from the Miss USA class because I got crowned in December and some girls are just getting crowned. I think. California just got crowned like last month. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So I feel like I've already kind of grown into my role as Miss Hawaii USA and felt so comfortable about it. And like, I've I've already done a lot of the things I've already wanted to do to the sense I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is just like the next level. I'm like kind of feeling a little bit more prepared, I guess, than maybe some other girls. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel really like calm about it for some reason. I can't explain it. I, I mean, I get that sense from you again. I was surprised because I didn't realize like you had this thing coming up that was so soon. I wouldn't have asked you to, you know, do the podcast because no. I was surprised you said yes after I saw the date of the, you know, Miss uh, USA contest. I was like, dang, she's she must be so busy. But thank you so much for coming on. No, thanks for having yeah, me. I mean, I'm sure. glad this is actually really good practice because it kind of helps me. You know, get speaking yourself. Yeah, like kind of practice <laughs> and like get into that interview mode or I whatever. Feel you. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, that's that's what we're here for. So, Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for the Miss Universe, it must be really weird though this year because I'm assuming some countries probably aren't going to partake just because yes. of COVID, right? So that's a huge thing that's going on right now because I think you have to be you actually have to be vaccinated you have to. in order to even enter Israel. Whoa, okay. and I feel like there's going to be a few countries who 
won't be able to participate depending on the winner because there's a lot of girls who aren't vaccinated yet or goes against a religion or something maybe uh-huh right. yeah which you know is understandable yeah. if it's like a religious exemption right. or you know who knows but right. there's going to be some girls who can't participate so i actually think because it's going to be in israel it's going to be really limiting for a lot of other girls so there's going to be a smaller turnout than wow. it usually is yeah i almost want to say there's only 60 countries participating and usually there's like a almost like a hundred <laughs> wow so half yeah that's a lot yeah it does make sense though because i mean there are a lot of religions i know that you know they have that exemption in place for a reason so if they practice that then you can't really go against it um additionally isn't israel one of the places that had like the worst covid outbreaks or something that was so they were doing really great with covid for a long time Mm -hmm. and then i think up until recently now it's getting a little bit the cases are kind of getting a little higher okay um I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I think that's why even more so they're really specific on who can enter the country. Yes. And I think usually before you have to, even with a vaccination, you have to be quarantined for 14 days. But I believe because I'm going to be entering, I'm only having to quarantine for like seven days. Oh, okay. That's uh-huh. not so bad. It's like a little bit of an exemption for Miss Universe, I want to say. Right. But don't quote me on this. I'm not actually <laughs> yeah, really sure. Worry, you're fine, you're yeah. fine. You'll find out too. It's, it's always right. fluid and that's the thing. You know, it's always going to be changing and stuff as cases drop or rise, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So that's the hardest part too, is not really knowing. Um, one thing I do hope is uh, possible for you though, is is your family allowed to go with you on the trip for so Israel? I would love for Texas? them to come, but I think because it's so... It's the turnaround is so fast and it's it's just so far from Hawaii. Like mm-hmm. my my family has still has work and things like that. So I'm not really sure if they're going to be able to make it and they have to quarantine once they get there. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think they'll have the, you know, week exemption. I think it's going to be more like 14 days for them. So if they can't make it, I really don't blame them because that's like a lot of time to just be sitting in your hotel room for two weeks. <sighs> I guess so. But it's also kind of well, I mean, you're probably well traveled. So maybe you're OK, you know, just uh, country hopping and stuff. But for me, I'd be like, oh, this is stressful. Really? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. go anywhere uh, like by myself. I feel like I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. Really? <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. No, I actually really like traveling alone for some reason like I feel like it really helps you open yourself to like talk to so many people and because like I mean it's always like fun traveling with a companion of course course. but when you're by yourself you like I feel like I'm not on like anybody's schedule except my own like I can go and talk to whoever I want to and just like learn more about like the culture or like places that are cool or you know right right so have you had like that okay so we had um kyla you who you know yeah. mutual friend so we had kyla on the podcast a couple episodes ago and we were kind of dabbling because she did you know pageantry and stuff as well and we were also talking about talking about her modeling career mm-hmm. so were you also one of those people that like you know took trips to new york or california and did like modeling over there as well yeah so i actually used to live in new york city in los angeles did you i was both. yeah both i was there i've been like modeling for the last 10 years like i started living in uh, los angeles when i was 17 Mm -hmm. and then i was on and off there for like i go there for six months then i go to new york for six months and i come home for the holidays and then yeah so i've kind of always been accustomed to that not having like one solid place to live yeah so for me like getting on a plane i'm like oh yeah cool like where are we going now you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, just comes with the territory totally but even like prior to covid i was I I had kept going back and forth and then finally I just really liked New York so much more than LA so I moved to New York and I was there for two and a half years like solid like without moving so but two I mean, and a half years uh-huh. how did I not know this yeah so That's crazy. I I was pretty much there and then COVID hit and I came home 
I came home 2020 and then I ended up just that's the year you came home Mm -hmm. so literally the year we reached out to you and stuff was like when you were just coming back then literally yeah that's crazy it was wild I I know like I feel like and it's weird too because I even had like a weird gut feeling and I was like I really think I should just go home and you know be at home with my family Mm -hmm. and then I came home literally I want to say a month before COVID hit Oh, geez. It was weird. It was <laughs> so weird. Because New York weird. was one of the hot spots at the beginning. It was gnarly. Yeah. Like, literally, COVID in New York. I'm so happy I, I got out of there in yeah. time because it was just wild. Like, let alone COVID, but rioting. And it was just, oh, like, yeah. not I really. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, it was just, like, it wasn't really a safe place to be. And there right. was looting. And, you know, it's just way too much for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad you got out of there, too, then. That's crazy. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that about you, though, because one of the things that I... I think I might be right about this is you also like graduated from UH right mm-hmm. in what was your undergrad in like biology or something it was some kind of med school thing so right? I got to I, I finished my degree in psychology, psychology. and then Same. I, I ended up oh really yeah yeah oh, that's my undergrad you? yeah really <laughs> yeah I'm a bachelor's yeah hey I can read your mind no. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> um but I literally came home from New York and then I enrolled in UH uh-huh. and at the time we were all in person and then COVID hit, so it all went online. But I finished all my prerequisites during COVID. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, for medical school. Yeah. See, so when did you have the time to go to school then? Like school, school. I know. So I I was in school. I pretty much did everything online for the most part. Oh, okay. And then I came home 2015 for two semesters because I got to the point of online school that I just couldn't. I had like my science courses. I had my labs and like that. At the time, UH didn't offer that online, so I came home for two semesters, banged that out. Oh, okay. I got into Miss Hawaii in the America system, and then I was Miss Hawaii in 2016 for that, competed at Miss America. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, what just happened? What, what yeah, are we talking about here? I'm so confused. Okay, so 2016, yeah. you won Miss Hawaii. Okay, so Miss Hawaii and Miss Hawaii USA are two different things. Yes, so Miss Hawaii USA is a part of the Miss USA organization, and the Miss Hawaii is a part of the Miss America system. Okay, so two. Okay, yeah. so if you win Miss America, is that like the peak or is there another world one after that? Uh, Miss America, that's all, That that's kind of as far as it goes. Okay. Yeah. So let's, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but which one is more prestigious, would you say? Oh, I mean, they're both really different, right? Oh, okay. So what's the differences then? I guess that's a better way to ask. So Miss America is more scholarship based, which is like a huge reason why I got into that program in the first place. Uh-huh. I actually ended up graduating debt free from college wow. because of Lucky Miss America. You. No, yeah. I mean, I was really, <laughs> really awesome. fortunate about it actually. And then that was actually a huge reason why I decided to come back home from New York because I had leftover scholarship money that was going to expire. Oh. So I, I just realized, I was like, you know what? I'll just come home for a semester and bang that out and like use up my scholarship money and then I'll be back in the summer. Okay. And of course, COVID hit. So I didn't come back in the summer for New York and it just ended up finishing all of my prerequisites for medical school in 2020. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, okay. <laughs> so many things are going through my head know, right now because I'm so confused. I'm like rattled now. Uh, for the uh, Miss America, is that the one that does the talents and stuff? Yes, so Miss America has talent. Okay, they are they're the organization. They just recently got rid of like swimsuit and stuff. They so, got rid of swimsuit. Yes, yeah, so they're a little bit more conservative. I want to say okay. a little bit more traditional. Right. And then Miss USA has always been a little bit more of a modeling background. Okay. So that's kind of how I started resonating with Miss USA. I mean, I've always watched, I watched both organizations growing up. And my sister, Julie, she was actually Miss Hawaii USA in 2018. Right. And so I, I mean, I've always like admired the, the confidently beautiful women that have come out of that organization. So I got into Miss USA 
I've always wanted to join, but I was like, you know what? I'll join after 2020 because it's such a crazy year. And I was so busy with my prerequisites for medical school. I'm like, I don't want to jeopardize my grades. Uh-huh. But then I, I was looking at the application and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to age out because I was 26 at the time, but you couldn't be to enroll for Miss USA. I couldn't be um, like a certain age. I think it was like 27 or 28 by like this oh, time. Oh, right, right. And like I, it would have like for next year, I like I, I would miss the deadline by two days because oh, my birthday is okay. December 30th. But I think it was like by January 2nd, you can't be right. this or something like that. Um, so then I was like, OK, well, it's kind of now or never if I'm ever going to run for Miss Hawaii USA. And at the time, I was really because it's never been done before in Hawaii. They've never had a, a person win both systems in Hawaii. It's always been you're really either, mm-hmm, like you're either going to. So run you're in, the first. I'm the first person yet to Allie, win. That is insane, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's why it's really. <laughs> My respect just keeps going up for you no, as we talk more. This is crazy. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was it was wild because like it's never been done before. So I was almost kind of like, okay, I don't really like. I don't know if this is going to be taboo or I don't want to offend anybody, like um, especially because the Miss Hawaii organization in the Miss America system was so um, they just they, they were so generous and just so loving. And right, I, like, right. I don't want to like disrespect them at all. But, you know, when I actually I ended up telling them, hey, I'm going to run for Miss Hawaii USA. And they were so supportive. They're like, oh, my gosh, like oh, you should nice. just do it because I've always like been wanting to do it. It just never seemed like the right opportunity to do so until, you know. 2020. Yeah, right. The worst time. <laughs> the worst time of the world. Totally. And I was like, you know what? Like this whole year has been so crazy. I really like whatever. I, ha- I have nothing to lose at this point. True. Like everything, the whole world's going, you know, down, right, 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 down right. the toilet. I might as well just hit it with a bang, whether that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. So I ended up just running. And then I'm so happy I did because it was wild, too. I remember I called um, my director, Alicia, at mm-hmm. the time, and I was like, you know, I've been really thinking about running, but I'm not sure if I should. And I've been so busy with, you know, setting up for medical school. I don't yeah. want to jeopardize that. And then um, well, she was like, well, you know, if you can live with that decision, like you, it's all, totally up to you. So at first I actually said no, because like she had told me all the requirements. And I was like, oh, I just don't really want to jeopardize my grades for right. something that wasn't necessarily guaranteed. Uh-huh. And so... Um, for three nights, I actually had nightmares and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I made the worst decision of my life because I really did want to run. I just, I'm such a nerd. Like I have to get A's in school. (laughs) 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 Like I'm like very like OCD at that, at that point when it comes to my grades. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really, and it was like right before finals week. So I'm like, or no, right after finals week. So I'm like, I don't know if I can prepare for both. Like, can I prepare for my finals and prepare for a pageant? Like, I'm not sure. And then for three nights, I had nightmares. So I called back my director. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I really want to run. And I think I made a really bad decision, like, telling you no. And and then literally, like, I, I ran and I... Yeah, I won. I so. feel like you have like this weird like superpower or something where you have like <laughs> premonitions or something. It's weird because you got know. that you got out of New York right at the right time. You know, I, you had like these nightmares that ended up being a blessing in disguise because you ended up winning. Mm-hmm. You know, like what the heck? <laughs> I don't know. It's so you know what? It's so weird. But I feel like you always have to listen to your gut. And, Seems like, like it. Yeah, like you're and especially I mean growing up like they've always said like in Hawaiian culture like your gut is like your ancestors telling you Mm. where to go and like what to do so I've always kind of lived by that and just you know followed my gut or whatever you know the universe or you know anything that's always been 
you know, just following my intuition. So I always right. kind of try to like listen to that and be in tune with that. Dude, that is so crazy. I, okay, so I didn't realize uh, the level of guests we had in here. That's insane that no. you won both competitions no. and stuff. Because, again, you're so alley to me, you know? No. Like, it's like even more so. I'm just, people can't see because this isn't filmed right now, but uh, my mouth has been like open the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? No, so, no. this is really awesome. I'm just very happy. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like enamored that I like know you because you're no. very like a. Uh, not only do you have like this talent and stuff to like, you know, navigate these competitions and win these competitions, but you have all of these other things going on as well, which I, I really like respect probably even more. Uh, no. Your ability to time manage and just schedule, it seems like is insane because That's you, crazy. right? Because you're going like before at one point you were going to school, you had to do this pageant stuff. You were dealing with like your modeling and stuff. I, I think you dabbled in acting and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. You had like your social medias you got to take care of. It's like, how the heck do you find time? You I know? know. It is, it's honestly like, it's so crazy. And I feel, I don't know, it's kind of sad in a little bit because I feel like I have to almost like choose between my career uh, or just seeing like family or like friends. And I like, obviously, like I love my family. You I balance love my that well too though. I try, yeah. I, you know, I really try, but I feel like a lot of the people, I, you know, I, I tell my mom, like, oh, mom, like, I feel like I kind of, like, miss my friends and things like that. But she's like, you know what? At the end of the day, like, people who are going to be there for you will mm. always be there for you at the end. And so I was like, no, that's so right. So I feel like even though, like, I don't know, I'm also, like, still young. So I think you have to really live your life. And, you know, you only live once. Right, right, right You really right. have to, like, go and get everything you can while you're while I'm have these opportunities in front of me right. and people who are going to be there for me at the end of the day will. So that's a good point. And yeah. I feel like if anything, like 2020 has really brought a lot of clarification to and clarity to like all of like the people who are really so meaningful in my life. So, you know, shout out to everyone who's, you know, if you know, you know, and, yeah, if you know, you know, you know, <laughs> awesome. so one thing that I'm kind of like floored by, and I don't know if this is like something I shouldn't talk about, but because you mentioned it, are, were you one of the older people to compete in this thing then? I was, yeah. I was 26. The when oldest I, it has to be, right? Uh, I mean, me and I want to say, actually, you know, a lot of the runners up were around my age, actually. Yeah, I think um, huh. Miss Kauai USA, Nicole, um, Nicolette, she was my age. Um, what's her uh, first runner up? Nikita, she was also my age. So there was actually a lot of other more us geriatrics <laughs> is that running. normal though because i'm trying to figure out is it like a normal thing because i would assume like you'd want to do it when you're younger that's why mm, i think it just depends you know uh. it really depends on the person like when you feel ready for it i think timing is everything too you know um i mean when i won miss hawaii in 2016 i was 21 or 22 i kind of forget but okay. i was also one of the elder people running for that because they're they're at the time like they're cutoff was a lot um younger mm -hmm. and then for this one it's like 27 or 28 i believe is the cutoff so i'm just you know really pushing yeah. the envelope <laughs> but you know i don't know i think you just gotta when it's right for you it's right you know well you look a lot younger than your age too so I'm, that's why i'm so confused no honestly that's oh, not me trying to like no, guess you i honestly <laughs> thought you were like 21 22 so really? i was like yeah when you said like we we're about to age out i was like 
when's the cutoff for this? Oh I'm <laughs> like high school. No, that's funny. Well, thank you. I mean, Asian don't raisin. So. <laughs> I like that. I never heard that before. Yeah, Asian don't raisin. I like it. <laughs> so my, it's so funny because people are gonna think like I don't uh, like what is my like uh, infatuation, I guess, or what is my interest about this pageant stuff because I feel like I do have a little bit more knowledge about these things than most guys, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason for that, and a lot of people don't know this, I guess, is that one of my ex girlfriends used to compete in these same kind of pageants. That's why. No way. Yeah. So her name is Janessa, and she was like doing Kauai stuff. So she won like a Kauai one, and then did some kind of competition up here in Oahu. Mm. And then me and my uh, now wife at the time went to go watch her because you know we're all close friends still, oh, which is nice. That's actually really cool. Yeah, of you. I know. Yeah. Wow. So, but what's interesting is that even though like uh, you know that was my ex girlfriend and stuff, we still like talk a lot. Um, and so. I got to see like the behind the scenes, I guess, stress levels of what it takes to be in these pageants. And like it it was really like frustrating, man, because for her, she was like beating herself up over the littlest things mm-hmm. and like getting down on herself. And it seemed like she was like in a depressed state and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me talking about this and that's on there, yeah. but I it's just, I, you know, I really wanted to be supportive because it's it seems like that's kind of the journey I feel like for most girls. Right. Yeah. I mean. You really kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, obviously, listen to criticism. And for me, I always, like, accept constructive criticism because I want to better myself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know, for me, maybe it's because I've just been involved with modeling at such a young age and living, you know, bi-coastal in Mm -hmm. L.A. and New York. I've always kind of been used to rejection at this point <laughs> like you know what I mean? that's I, one I, way to think of it yeah kind of like especially when you do modeling like nine out of ten of those castings you go to it's gonna be a no well and me and kyla were talking about this especially because you are like you know from hawaii and stuff and you're how tall are you five i'm five nine, nine. yeah mm-hmm. see okay so I, they, what they were looking for what kyla was saying was like six something right it just depends it really oh, depends okay. you know you just never know what they're looking for like sometimes they're looking for blonde hair, blue eyes. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't I can't grow blonde hair and blue eyes overnight. So, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, I've even gone to castings where they're like, oh, you're not Asian enough or I'm not and white not enough. Asian enough. What does that even mean? I know. It's, you know what? I feel like, I mean, now people are a little bit more woke. So they yeah, definitely can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I've had people tell me, oh, you know, if you had this, if you were more Asian or if you were more white or if you had a stronger, I don't know, um, like, I don't know if it's stronger chin or right. you know pointier nose. Like you've you're told so many crazy things over the years that at that point, like I kind of have already distinguished what's right from uh. wrong and like what I because I know who I am at the end of the day. So I think you know people who go into pageantry kind of just have to take it you know accept like they want to better themselves, but also you know you never know. Beauty is so. Um, subjective. It is, yeah. You never, That's why. you don't know, you don't know what people, some people might find you so beautiful and some people might find you like completely hideous. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. You, know, you just, you can, <laughs> you can't control how people think or feel. Right. So for me, I always just try to do my very best and put that out on stage. And if the judges like me, awesome. And if they don't, well, you know what? Then I wasn't what they were looking for. And I think for, you know, people like, like your friend, like mm-hmm. they just have to kind of, take it with a grain of salt, but know that they put everything into it and they did their best. I mean, that's what I saw out of her. And I mean, I tried to give that same, like, you know, feedback and, you know, tried to help with that too. But it's just really like, once you're in a mindset of like, you want to win, I guess, then that it mm-hmm. kind of just flipped the script, right? And she's always oh, been like, no. you know, uh, competitive and stuff because she's been into sports. So I think that's mm-hmm. where it kind of came from. 
But also, I just give her a lot of credit because she won like the quad competition, and she like this was something she did like after high school. You know, it's not wow. like something she was raised with doing pageants or anything. Mm-hmm. Other girls that compete, they do it like since they're like twelve or you know, totally. even younger maybe. Uh huh. Which is like you know that's a different kind of person too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, like, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever whether whether it's pageantry or like sports or you know, I think it's just finding your niche and right. just you know being true to who you are right and it's for me too and i this is not to discredit anybody that's a title holder for any of these pageants and stuff but because it's only a year long from what i always thought about it i'm like this is not something you can do career-wise you know like if you're putting other things on the back burner and you're not like set up for success beyond this one year if you do win there's no really a point of doing this you know Mm -hmm. because it is only for one year and it does unlock a lot of doors which we can kind of touch on later but for me i'm always thinking like they these people treat it as a job or some of these ladies treat it as a job and I'm like that is so insane because (laughs) it's only a one year job you're doing all of this work for one year of work Mm. you know and I'm like oh man that's it's so tough and to beat yourself up like that I'm just like oh this is and some people don't win. That's the thing. Yes. So you invest all of that time. And if you don't win, then what, you know, it, it's tough. There so, can only be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. So it, it's really like an interesting concept to see. And like, it makes me wonder because, you know, as I am a dad now, I have a son. But if I were to have a daughter, I'm like, would I want to see her go through like this struggle and stuff? I mean, yeah. it, it's tough, you know. It takes a certain, I, you know what, I think it takes a certain personality to mm. be able to see it and just not take it too personally, if Mm, that makes sense. If you just really focus on how can I better myself? What can I, what can I, you know, gain from this? What can I give to this experience? I think that's just a little bit more of a positive aspect to it. You just can't, you can't take it too personally because sometimes it's really not that personal. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is, is Mm -hmm. if you take it too serious, like it's a competition, but if you lose or if you don't place, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, I mean. And you gained a lot out of it. You gain like, you know, experiences. You gain like, you know, mm-hmm. friendships or whatever it may be. And honestly, like when you're working so hard, whether it be like you're working out to like, you know, improve your body for like a better look in the swimsuit or evening gown, whatever it may be. That's all positives. Like yeah. even if you don't win, you still got very fit, you know, you know, totally. <laughs> you got those experiences. And some people just don't see it like that, I guess, which is tough. Totally. Yeah. And I think you, you can even look at it in the sense like for me. I have a whole year to really focus on bettering myself. I have a year to focus on what I want to gain from this, what I want to give, what I want to, you know, what, what essentially like, you know, why am I doing this? And I think people just, if you focus and on the right aspects about it, then it'll be a positive experience. It's just like with anything in life, if you focus on it negatively, it's always going to be a negative outcome. Yes. That's a good point. You always want to make sure for me, I always just try to be positive in any scenario and then, I always feel like whatever you give will always come back to you. So it worked out, guys. It, <laughs> it worked out. out. <laughs> yeah, so just take that advice because it yeah. works. <laughs> just be positive. Exactly. So, Ali, what is your end goal? I guess then, after all of this is done, said and done, you know, like after your competition in November, when you get when you do win, when you win Miss Universe and all of this stuff. <laughs> granted, all of those things fall into place and they do happen. Then that again would only be like a year rain, right? Mm-hmm. So beyond all of that, what is like your goal in life? I guess. Right? What are you going to medical school for, I guess, is my yeah. question. So hopefully I'll be in medical school and do residency and become a dermatologist. Oh, that's what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Like I've always I've always had a fascination with skin and I mean in high school, like I had bad skin. So for me, I always wanted to be able like to give back to 
you know, young girls who also struggle with acne and mm-hmm. struggle with their confidence in that sense. And, you know, for me, when like my dermatologist helped clean my skin, like I felt so much more confident in like talking to other people and just coming out of my shell more. And so hopefully I can do that. I also want to one day create my own sunscreen line because mm. I always try to promote sun safety awareness and use reef safe sunscreen. So, you know, I've always. What is reef safe sunscreen? So reef safe sunscreen is. Is that an ignorant question of me that I. No, it's totally not. I mean, okay. a lot of people like some people know, some people don't. But um, the, a lot of our sunscreens have harmful chemicals that actually deteriorate our coral reef. So if you have Uh-oh. a sunscreen that contains oxybenzone, don't use it. <laughs> so would that, uh, okay, so I guess we can name some companies and stuff. The, I don't really know sunscreen brands. I have the orange bottle, the spray one, I guess. Is oh, that bad? No. So anything with a big spray um, has alcohol on it. So that's actually not the best oh, because <laughs> it actually, it can dry out your skin. Okay. And it also releases... Aerosol. Um, aerosol, exactly, into our atmosphere. So, Oh, my gosh. What am yeah. I doing? Come on, Bryson. So don't use that. <laughs> well, good thing I met with you then. Uh-huh. But I think it is just like it's a, what you said is awareness. That's the main thing, right? Yes. So I didn't know. Now that I know, it's it's switch it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So trying to get that message out there, I guess, is important. So that's cool that you want to like try to change that culture and stuff because I do know that my as limited my knowledge is on the reef issue i know that they are deteriorating like at a super rapid rate or something right totally and not many people even really realize but our coral reefs help regulate our carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere and are responsible for 70% of our oxygen levels in the in the in our world that's crazy <laughs> yes From the coral reef yes like wow. there, there's a huge i mean they i can i couldn't explain but it's 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 really imperative for our ecosystem to have healthy coral reefs because if we don't we're really harming our own lungs we're harming our own atmosphere we're putting more um, holes in our ozone layer so there's a lot you know it's it's we live in mother nature so we always have to be more mindful of that and more mindful of our of our carbon footprint of how we impact our environment whether that's positively or negatively so it's just wear reef safe sunscreen and, you know, just try limit what you do to our coral reefs. Like don't step on them and just like little things like that really help make a big difference. Right, right. For sure. Dude, see, this is so impressive about you because you do have all of these aspirations and stuff and you you have all of this planning and things in place. And they're like lofty goals. They're not like minor goals, like especially like. I would assume that somebody in your position, you know, you have this title, you have a great social media presence. You're very, very like recognizable in Hawaii. I feel like with all of that, I would assume you would try to like go the route of like something easier, like, you know, just be a full time influencer and just try to, you know, do all of this stuff and do a lot of sponsored ads and all of these things. But your end goal is you want to do something challenging. You want to be a dermatologist. That's very, very hard. That's more schooling. That's more time. You know, like that's not something like somebody in your position, like most other people would just be like, uh, no, that sounds like a lot. And yeah. I'm already like, you know, have all of these things and accolades. I'm just going to go the easier route. And then even on top of that, you're saying that you want to start your own brand line with uh, sunscreen so that you can help for a positive effect on the ecosystem, which mm-hmm. is even more crazy. Like how how does this all like come about, Ali? Like, yeah. is it parents raising you well, your schooling presence? Like what happened? Well, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it is actually from my mom. My mom, she raised four kids by herself and oh, went okay. back to medical residency at 40. What? Wow. I know. My Good mom's a boss. Yeah, like, she's geez. amazing. I mean, I'm like, she's been a huge inspiration to what I hopefully want to achieve when I, you know, when I grow up. But um, yeah, she's she's been really awesome. And it's just been 
that huge role model in my life, like knowing that you really shouldn't let age affect what you want to achieve and you shouldn't Mm. let any of your circumstances. I mean, my mom had four kids pretty much by herself. So it's been really awesome getting to kind of see that and then know like I can pretty much do anything. Like I don't have four kids. Like what's holding me back from achieving anything Mm. I want. I see. And I mean that, that like definitely resonates throughout your entire family. Cause like you said, your sister, Julie, who I I know loosely as well, she has won contests like this as well. And she's like an educator and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So she's done a lot of like amazing things. I didn't know you had two other siblings though. I do. Yeah. So I have my older brother, Ben. Is he the oldest? He is the, um, he's under my sister. Julie. Yeah. So they're a year and a half apart okay. and then I have my little brother Chris so my little brother Chris he is getting he's finishing up his prerequisites right now for medical school I actually look at you guys what the heck I this know family. I know he he's a smarty pants too like he, he I mean he's just he's he gets funny, it from though. Allie that's all I don't know who knows I mean he's funny though like it's funny because I feel like at this point because I've kind of you know, been more delayed in the sense for my medical route uh-huh. that we're probably going to go to medical at school at the same time. At the same time, yeah. yeah, which is honestly kind of fun because like he's he's super chill and we get along really well. And then my older brother, he has high functioning autism, so oh. it's formerly known as Asperger's. Yeah. Um. So he's super smart, but just has you know a lack of social, social. understanding. Yeah. So a part of my platform or what I've been really excited about doing as Miss Hawaii USA this year is partnering with Best Buddies in Hawaii. I and love Best Buddies. Yeah. Do you know what my background is? What? My chance? For, okay, so uh, my background is like I, I kind of mentioned it. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in psychology at UH. And then after that, I ended up getting a master's degree in counseling. Mm. So my specialty after that was working with people with disabilities. So I was a counselor on the west side of Oahu for Kapolei High School, Nanakuli, and YNI. No way. Yeah. And yeah, and oh. I was helping people with disabilities. So I, when I hear things like Best Buddies, you know, and like autism and all this stuff, it really like gets me like going because that was – yeah, my passion. Oh my god! Yeah, Wait, yeah. see, I like you even more. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm learning things about you too that are even more just you know meaningful. And well, like I that. mean, I wish I pursued it more, and that was like the issue and the struggle that I had personally because when I was doing the YouTube thing, I was also doing the counseling thing at the same time. Ah. So it was essentially like I was working two full time jobs, which is tough. Yeah. Um, but kind of like in the same vein of where you said, you know, you got to seize life when you can, and opportunity only happens like during certain moments of your life. Um, I knew that I'm always going to have these counseling degrees and these like, you know, accolades to go back into that profession if I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like this YouTube thing, I know it has a shelf life, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not going to last forever. So it was making solid money. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this full time. But I do think about it sometimes about like, you know, and I still what's nice is I still have like relationships with the counselors, the other counselors that I used to work with at the schools and they check in on me about kids and stuff and I get all teary out of this stuff and I'm like, oh man, I really miss the scene, you know? Aww. Yeah, and I really miss it because I felt like it was making a huge impact and stuff. So um, I'm hoping to, you know, get back into that eventually, maybe one day down the line. But I do have a passion for like uh, people with disabilities because Aww. even my wife, Mari, she was a, a special ed teacher. For, no yeah. way. Yeah, so that's kind of what we bonded over and stuff as well too, which is nice, yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. I feel like your, your family too seems just so awesome. Oh no, just, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. No, but I mean, that's the thing, too. It's all—it's not hard giving back. It's so easy yeah. in the sense. You just have to, you know, just put your mind to it. You can do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely why um, I have a huge passion for that. And so that's cool to hear that your, like, platform is kind of built on that, too, with the Best Buddies program and stuff. That's really totally. cool. Yeah. 
So do you still need to have, like, when you go to Miss Universe and stuff, is it still the exact same, um, sorry, we completely shifted this question, but no. is it still the exact same structure? Because I'm wondering, do you still have to have a platform to run off of and stuff there? So you don't necessarily even have to have a platform for Miss USA. That's oh, it's more different. of a Miss America um, kind of aspect about it. But, I mean, for me, like, I always just try to give back in any scenario, and I think it just makes your... It makes your year more meaningful when you're mm. it's just not so focused on you. Like I think that's one thing especially about being from Hawaii. I don't even really necessarily like to have the attention focused on me. Like I like to like be able to like kind of showcase other things. Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean, for, I'm excited to like showcase my brother. Like he's like doing so awesome because he has high functioning autism, but he's also just getting his PhD in economics right now. Awesome. And he's teaching an economics one-on-one class at UH. So I'm just so proud of him and just being able to show and that, you know, it's 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 possible to be able to achieve success and not let a disability affect you. And I think that's so inspiring for the community of people with like intellectual and developmental disabilities, especially. It's so it's so it's so important. And the, it goes back to that word awareness. Right. Where like mm-hmm. a lot of people, have, as soon as you hear autism, you're like, oh, poor thing, you know, and it's like that shouldn't yeah, be the case. No. You know? Yeah. And, and they're just as capable. And exactly. And like my brother, he always actually likes to say, like, the world needs autistic mind yes. really they bring a different perspective to things it's Huge. they think out of the box they, they and you know just because they might have like a hard time communicating how they feel they absolutely are brilliant and have so much to offer to the table so much so and that's yeah that's definitely one of the things that i've always tried to like voice back into my own communities and stuff as well as like just you really need to like take a better look or at least try to come to an understanding of what disability really is because mm-hmm. there's so much different levels to it and even just autism in itself it's a spectrum you know there's different levels to it there's different things that happen and autism is one of those ones that people think like oh that's like you you can't function at all but there's no. that's not really the case like one of the cool stories that I guess I could share is um I can't give the kid's name obviously but there's like People that struggle, right, with autism and socially, he these kids and stuff that I was working with, they can't do eye contact, you know, they mm-hmm. don't want to, like, speak very much. But when they have something they're passionate about, like, this person was passionate about um, uh, planes, oh like, airplanes, God. yeah. No he could rattle off crazy information about planes, and I was, like, blown away every mm-hmm. single time. I was like, what in the heck is going on right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, I was like, the type of engine, you know, the capacity can hold, the weight and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's so impressive. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't do that. And so when I hear, you know, stories about your brother getting a PhD in economics and stuff as well, like I can't do that. And I don't have autism, you know, like like, that's just how it goes. But people don't like take the time to learn. And Mm -hmm. I feel like as much as there's this social like, you know, stuff going on where, you know, people are trying to fight racism and people are trying to fight, you know, like gender issues and stuff. One of the ones that has always been on the back burner is disability. Yeah. It, it's completely shadowed and I don't know what reason that is, but mm-hmm. that's always on the back burner. And I mean, you know, that's not to take away from the other um, social movements that are happening, but I feel like this, this just is important, you know? Totally. I mean, it could be cultural too, in the sense, like, Maybe. especially even with like Asian <clears throat> culture, it was, it's, it's hard to accept something that is, or not something, but it's accept people that aren't necessarily perfect in society. And I think our media, like our social media, mass media, have (laughs) just 
a hard time, you know, accepting things like that. And I, it's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate. And one of the things is when I was like studying about like this culture aspect, I didn't realize like Japan has such a, like a disdain for people with disabilities. Totally. Like they really like just shove people with disabilities in the back and they don't mm-hmm. pay attention to it at all. And I was like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Cause they're like, it, it was a culture where I was growing up like in where it's always family based and stuff, right? Like it's more like supportive and stuff. And then when I hear this about disability, I'm like, what happened? Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like a cultural thing where they see it as like shameful or whatever. And like imperfection is not a good thing in this culture Yep. or whatever it may be. And so that's why, I don't know. It seems like it's a problem that I wish was addressed a lot more and was more normalized, but for whatever reason, it's just not at like the forefront of people's minds right now, which is it, I guess it makes sense because probably less than like one percent of people, you know, in America or in the world even have a disability, like mm-hmm. an actual disability, disability. So it's not something that people pay as much attention to. But I mean, if you're ingrained in that community or if you see it firsthand, it's like this is a problem. You know, we need funding in the schools for this. We yep. need like, you know, more teachers or more counselors that can specialize in this topic. And it just gets no no we got other things to worry about like we got to focus on this rail right now i'm like what yeah (laughs) no totally i mean it's 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 kind of unfortunate too because in the sense like people with intellectual and developmental disabilities it's almost like an invisible disability yes that's yes you know when you look at them you don't necessarily see anything wrong with them because maybe they're not in a wheelchair that's the perfect way to think of it i never Mm -hmm. thought about that Yeah. yeah like so when you first see them you don't necessarily see something wrong and then, you know, when you finally, like, kind of communicate, you're like, wait, what's, what's wrong with this person? You know, it's very, it's an invisible disability. That's in the, sense. yeah, that's a really, really, well, because that definitely goes back to what we we're talking about, like, in terms of, like, why is it not more in the forefront? And it's because, like, things with, like, uh, gender, you can see that clearly, right? Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, race, you can see that clearly, right? Mm-hmm. But, like you said, invisible-wise, like, you don't know unless you engage this person. Yeah. It's not something you can see from across the street and like know instantly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way because it's not seen as often, then it doesn't get as much attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The time it does get attention, though, is usually when it's like has something to do with violence or things like this. Then it gets thrown to the forefront, though. And that's what makes me so sad. Totally. You know? It's almost like it, it becomes a problem when it's. You know, something, it's already happened. Yeah, and, and it's always like do? the most extreme level as well. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this sucks. So No, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm happy, you know, that we do have platforms that we can kind of share that a little bit more. And even if like just a couple people hear it, you know, that's my hope is like that they can kind of change with that. Mm-hmm. So what's nice is like um, the good things about social media is like I do get feedback where I talk to people about like, you know, this was my career. This is what I did. I would see like emails and stuff like that about people saying hey I, I really appreciate you know talking on this topic because my brother has you know autism or my brother has like this has this uh, disability and stuff and they tell their story and I'm like that makes me feel good you know mm-hmm. like it, yeah because you're helping people and I think yeah. that's what social media should be and I, that's what I like about your socials Ali is that mm-hmm. it always seems like you're you know bubbly happy and you're trying to help other people more so than yourself which Aww. is cool Thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's it's really good because, you know, like I said, you keep a very clean profile and it's also like just it exemplifies Hawaii. So whenever I see like, you know, whether it be sponsors or people like looking for like influencers and stuff in this industry, I'm always like, oh, you know, Allison Chu, she's a perfect example of what you guys should be looking for for your business or for your campaign, whatever it may be, um, whether she has title of Miss Hawaii USA or not, I feel like this is a person that you want to get behind, you know? Aww. And so, I, yeah, I mean, Thank that's just how you. I feel and stuff. So, you know. Thanks, Bryson. <laughs> I know. Just going to get me all fuzzy inside. <laughs> no, I mean, this is just, I don't know. This is just always how I felt about you and stuff. And I'm, I'm just happy that to, to know you as a person and stuff, you know? So, 
Um, it does look like I don't want to take up too much of your time because I do know you're a very busy lady. But uh, I did want to touch on one last thing, and this is probably the most important thing of why I wanted to get you on the podcast. So I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say it. So, what are your thoughts on Squid Game? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me oh, your real thoughts, Ali, because I see you posting it all the time on I, socials. Oh my god! Okay, I'm literally for some, and I never get like this about any show. Like I usually. <laughs> I don't even have time to watch other shows. Like, no. I've been so busy. But for Squid Game, I, for some reason, I'm, like, obsessed. I, I can't I stop. Like, I'll, I and it's, I feel like my Instagram, like, the algorithm knows I'm obsessed because everything that comes on my Explore page are all the memes of Squid Games. I was like, I, I've been watching it. Like, I already watched it twice. You watched it twice. And I never, okay. I never, I've never watched a show more than once. Like, I just don't have, like, that capacity to do it. But I don't know why. I'm, like, literally obsessed. I was honestly shocked because, I mean, it has become a cultural f- okay so truth be told me and my wife watched it literally the hour it dropped on netflix before Stop. it became popular because ah. i saw it and i read it and i was like this sounds cool mm-hmm. uh i really like that genre so we watched it and i was like this is amazing i was starting to text my friends then like three days later that's when it became viral uh-huh. you know because it's huge huge you know and then i see people like allison chu watching <laughs> it too and i'm like what the heck is going on you know no. like when it reaches ali then it's like really something it's so. so i mean okay but question for you though did okay. you watch it in english or korean Oh, Korean, of course. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, you watched cool. both? Um, no, I watched it. Well, I watched the first episode in English, and it was like all the dub. And oh, I was weird. like, oh, no. I was like, this is kind of weird. And I didn't realize they had an Eng- or Korean oh, until oh, okay, after the first episode. So then I was like, oh, forget this. I'm going to watch it all in Korean because for some reason, the English... The English you lose dub, yeah, you lose something, and I didn't like his voice. Oh, <laughs> like really? I didn't hear guy. it. I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like his voice, especially because the the guy is so expressive. Like the main character is so expressive. So yes. when you hear it in the English tone, it's just too much expression going on. I think maybe. Yeah, it's just too much. So then I, when I heard it in Korean, I was like, oh, okay, it makes so much more sense when he does it in his own native tongue, obviously, and right. then you get more of a sense of the actual character. I think because it's also just based, you know, in South Korea. That that it's better to have that authenticity about it, mm-hmm. right? We're just, it, I feel like that's, I, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like these kinds of shows and stuff. I watch a lot of these kinds of things, which is why I knew this one was going to be uh, big when it happened. Mm. Um, but I didn't realize how big. And to hear you watch it twice, that's really insane. I love Squid Game. So, like, <laughs> I, I wish I spoke Korean. I was like, I want to be in the next one. <laughs> Where's the casting? No, literally. I actually think my Halloween costume might be in oh my Squid gosh. Game. I can't decide if I want to. What's wanna... the love for it? I don't know. I just, I've always kind of, I mean, I'm not like a big horror film person at all, but I just, I don't know. Like, I kind of just like the idea of like, it's kind of funny too because when you get more into the series, you're like, how can these VIPs be watching something so gory? But I'm like, wait, I'm we're watching, watching yeah, this. Like, exactly. does that make me wrong? But you know, I think in the the end of the day, we're we're it's not real for us. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting that you watched it twice, though. And yeah, I just really wanted to kind of like get your like <laughs> idea about it because that's so uncharacteristic. I felt like no. of Ali. I was like, that's awesome. So did it's, your whole family watch it with you and stuff too? And no, it was just me and my boyfriend Hopena. Like we just he liked it too. He liked it too, but he didn't. I don't know. He didn't watch it twice, so I just watched it again by myself. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think as like happy as I am, I for some reason I really like. Like crime films, mm. I like like the dark things. Do you know for some reason? Do you do you listen to other podcasts and stuff, or ha- is that something you don't really have the time for? I haven't really ta- like gone into podcasts too much. Like I just watch things on like I don't know. Like I don't. I just kind of listen to music okay. if I had to listen to anything. Yeah, so that's that's how you know most of the people are. But so one of the things about podcasts and the most successful podcasts or most listened to are the crime drama ones. <gasps> 
And it's always by women for whatever reason. Really? Yeah, women have this thing where they're drawn to, I guess, these murder stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is because I have no inkling for that. But, you know, yeah, my mom had like used to like watching those things and, you know, my sisters. And I was like, I just don't care. But apparently, yeah, they show the statistics for it. And it's like dominant women listen to these podcasts and they're always the most successful. I'm like, that's crazy. You know what I think it is? I think especially because women are more, I mean, like, a man can kind of, like, protect himself. And for me, like, I don't know. Mm. I don't really have martial arts experience. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, how did this person survive this scenario? Or did they survive this scenario? So I'm, like, almost taking mental notes. Like, okay, if I was ever given this kind of scenario where someone's following me to my car like what can i do interesting like it's for me it's almost like more survival <laughs> survival <laughs> tactics kind of i'm like just taking <laughs> mental notes i'm like oh my gosh that like it's mean easier said than done but i'm like oh my gosh this girl's walking to her car like without any protection like oh she's asking like no i'm just kidding but like you know what i mean just like in case if i was ever given that scenario like i know how to defend myself right i have my keys in my hand right and so whenever you're in a scenario where you have to like uh carve out a cookie you know how to do that no. so that you can protect yourself yeah <laughs> like kind of thing. like i don't know like I, I think i'm just like i don't know maybe paranoid in that sense but uh, well okay so with that show you should also watch uh this other movie or a series called alice in borderland it's also oh. on netflix it's kind of the same thing um it, yeah you just gotta watch it i don't want to give away too much but it's really like that came out before squid game um and it has kind of the same vibe about it so oh. i would recommend it. it's on netflix too this one is Japanese, though. It's not Korean. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Allison Border. You know what? I think I did see that ad Pass. for it. Yeah. Yes. I saw it. And it would looked interesting, too. Like a game, right? It's yes. another game scenario. Yes. yes. I like games. So yeah. 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 I think that's, that's what, what it is. It. Yeah. So I think all of this stuff before used to come back to, like, this Japanese branding because um, there's this other movie called Battle Royale, which was, mm. I think, the spark. Did you watch that? I didn't watch it, but my brother has. Oh, okay. So he's heard about it. Yeah. So it, it's really like this thing where they, you know, they put like 30 kids or whatever on this island and they have to like last one standing wins kind of thing. Ah. And that was so like shocking and gory at the time. It became like yeah. this, I don't know, like subculture thing. Yeah. Um, but it became more like it seems like that's what people are looking for now because this mm-hmm. is the kind of content that's being put out on Netflix. Uh, it's literally like the same concept as like Squid Game and all this other stuff. So for mm-hmm. whatever reason, it's getting popularity. But what my favorite thing about it is it's like, I don't know if it's because we're Asian, but I'm just like, this is so cool that Asian stuff is like yes. coming to the forefront more. No, yeah. and exactly. I think, I feel like it's about time. Asians have always been more of the back burner or, I mean, I think it was awesome that, what is it called? Parasite. We just we watched that literally three nights ago. Yes, so good. It's yeah. so it's so. Oh my god! When they're eating the, what is it called? The I bought that. Oh yeah! I literally just bought it. It's called the Ramdon or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Ram, Ram, uh, Ram, Ramdon or what is it called? It's Ramdon. It's like is yeah, it's, it's like called? it's ramen, ramen and udon. That's why. Oh. So Ram from ramen and then don from udon. There's ramdon. actually a really good spot in Hawaii that has the best Ramdon. Wait, they actually sell it? They, I, I've eaten it. it oh, was, oh, darn. What is it called? Okay, well, you text me that later. I'll yeah, text, don't tell yes. people because I don't want them to know. It's kind of a hole in the wall, but oh my God, it's so good. Dude, it's so funny you it, brought that up. I literally just went to, like, we watched this three nights ago and then right after I ordered the two things that they used in the movie so that it. I could make it. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. on Amazon. Oh my, it's so flipping good. Like, honestly, if you want to go grab lunch after this thing, I will show you because I'm like, oh my god, that sounds amazing right now. That's awesome. It's so good. So yeah, for whatever reason though, because they um want want a 
what was it award? Emmy? Grammy? Mm-hmm. Parasite? Yes, they won a Grammy. They Grammy. won Best Picture. Yeah, see? And so many other awards, which is awesome to for, see. Yes, for Asians, To yeah. actually have Asian representation in the media. like, And I think that's another big, you know, big topic that I want to be able to portray for Miss USA. There really hasn't been a lot of Asian American representation for mm. a Miss USA title holder. The last, okay, so because I was doing my Wikipedia searches and stuff, I got this last thing over here. Apparently, the last Miss Hawaii winner was this person, Brooke Lee, who won in 97, who ended up winning Miss Universe. Yes, so she is- Do you know her personally? I I know, I don't know, I mean, I know her, but- I mean, we're not like close or anything, she's but she's a bit she, older now. She's yeah. a legend, though. You know what I mean? I didn't she, know that. She was the last person who won Miss Universe from um from Hawaii, and the only person to win Miss Universe from Hawaii. She's Native Hawaiian and Asian, and from you know just a Hawaii girl. But it was super. It's so inspiring to see that's already happened. So it just makes me even more so like, okay, like I can do this, right? You know, I can, a Hawaii girl already did it. Like, why not make it happen again? And I it's was been so super long. impressed. So, because 97, I was six years old. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to this. So I don't really know who she is. And I'm not so involved in the scene where I would know that name. But when I was doing my research and looking on the Wikipedia and stuff, I was like, looking at the Hawaii, it was like four people total have won uh, Miss, Miss USA from Hawaii mm-hmm. since like 52 or something. Yes. It's oh, not bad. You've done your research. <laughs> I, got, I did. I did. Because I was actually interested in this topic. And then mm-hmm. while I was looking at those four, I was like, wait, I, I scrolled to the right. I was like, this girl actually won Miss Universe. Uh-huh. I was like, what the heck is this? It's amazing. I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment and just the pride and joy of Hawaii for well, sure. How many people have won from or how many times has the U.S. won, I guess, in general? Uh, I mean, I think... A handful? Yeah, like a handful. We don't win I, often. Yeah, it, we don't win often. So when we do, it's it's a big, it's a huge accomplishment for sure. But, you know, that's like one big thing. Like, I want it to happen in the 21st century. Like, that mm. happened in, you know. Yeah, 97. The, yeah, 97, that's true. the 20th century. But, like, I think it's time for it to be relevant again and just to have Asian representation, especially with everything going on with Stop Asian Hate. And it's just, you know, having the xenophobia against Asians in our yes. country. And I think... At the end of the day, like we are just as American and citizens of this country as any other person. And whether you feel, you know, I I, it, it, I don't know, like may, people might have like a certain image of what Americans look like, but we are really like the face of Americans as well. Like everybody, oh, America is such a big melting pot of culture. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what America yeah. was built on, you know, is like immigrants it, and all of this stuff. And exact, it gets lost. It yeah. does get lost, you know, and I think... It's important to not have so much division in our country and really just focus on we're all way more alike than we are different at the end of the day. And I'm hoping that that's the case. You know, this is the last thing we can kind of touch on is I'm really hoping that's the case that this next generation of people like this, not really the woke movement. I I feel like it gets too polarizing with that. But the people that understand like there needs to be like more of a middle ground because Mm -hmm. right now we're so divided in our country. You know, it's left versus right. It's Mm -hmm. red versus blue. It's like. It makes me so disheartened, you know, and it makes you feel like what happened to like the, you know, camaraderie and stuff that was here. Totally. The last time and I remember the last time that it was like the country really felt together was 9-11, which is so sad to hear. Yeah. Like, but that was literally when it was like, you know, we're just all in this together kind of thing. We were Mm -hmm. facing a common threat and that's when everybody comes together. But it shouldn't be like that when it's it comes down to like, you know you know, sink or swim, then you come together. It's like, it's too mm-hmm. late at that point. Yeah, you no, know? absolutely. And I think you know, we've almost gotten to a point of cancel culture. Like if you say something that doesn't agree with what I'm thinking, all of a sudden you're canceled. And I think 
just because somebody has a different perspective or a different opinion doesn't make them a bad person. No. It just, they're bringing something else to the table. And I think it's important to even surround yourself with people who think differently than you do because it broadens your perspective and it makes you a more well-rounded human being. And like, you are not the only opinion that exists in the universe. There's so many other people who have their own thing to offer to the table. Right. Yeah. And that's just, and there's always like, just for whatever reason, there's things that people just want to make into like, a choose a side kind of thing like even with the latest one with this vaccine and stuff it mm-hmm. it's so disheartening you know like I, i'm vaccinated i think you got vaccinated as yeah. well like i'm not gonna push that on somebody that doesn't really really want to though do i think it's proactive and we should yeah i do i think it'll help a lot but there's people that have their own situations uh the biggest one that i always remember is that one of my uh old roommates his brother uh he ended up getting a vaccine they were twins and he ended up getting a vaccine. Um, and when he got his vaccine, he had like a adverse reaction, which mm. can happen in medicine just because you never know. Yeah. Right? There's always that 0.1% or 0.01. So he ended up like his brain was like literally like melting because he had like 112 degree or 115 degree oh feet. Yeah. So he ended up getting a disability from that. Oh. And his other brother grew up fine. Oh, wow. So when I hear that, I'm not going to push vaccines on this person, you know, yeah. like, how can I do that to him? But it's also like you don't know people's stories or what their reasonings are and stuff. So totally. that's why I'm like just trying to like stay out of it. But then people get mad at you for even being neutral. It's like mm-hmm. pick a side person, you know, like I'm like, yeah. what the heck? What do you want? You know, like, no, it's you know too hard. at the end of the day, I think you have to do what's best for yourself exactly. and everybody has their own reasoning. So just live by that. And of course, you know, I obviously like I hope more people would be vaccinated mm-hmm. because it would it would end the pandemic a little sooner. And I don't think anybody here is enjoying this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to choose what they want to do. And you just have to be able to just, you know, know that you've done everything you could. Yeah, to help, exactly. Because you know, this will end eventually. You know, it, it, it might take longer than it is, but we're still going to be all here in Hawaii afterwards, you know, like mm-hmm. and it's like you're really going to like if you create like this division and stuff, you're going to have to live with that beyond what the current state is now. So it's yeah. like, you might as well just not let it affect you as like deeply as it is. It's not personal or anything either. You know, like if that's your family member, that's like not doing this. It's like, okay, yeah. you you kind of get discouraged or whatever, but they're still family at the end of the day. You know, yeah. we're still Hawaii at the end of the day. We're still us at the end of the day. So. I mean, I have friends who aren't vaccinated and I'm still good friends yeah, with exactly. them. You know, it's, it's just, it's, Obviously, yeah, I would like you to, but if you can't, then it's as I understand. Yeah, I'm not going to bash you for it. Exactly. (laughs) You're not going to make somebody feel more, you know, junk about it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, you have your own reasonings. You never know, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Okay, so I mean, that's this is a good place to end. Um, honestly, Ali, I'm just very happy that you came in, and I like I said, your schedule is so busy, so I'm just really like honored that you would be oh, here. Yeah, we're in like such you. presence of greatness here. No, <laughs> um, I really hope that people catch. If, are we able to watch? You know, Miss USA. Yes. So, so where will that be? They haven't announced what station it's going to be on, but I do know it is November 29th. And I know it's going to be on some station, but I'll keep you guys posted. There it is. Yeah. Follow sure. her on social media, if anything. It's at Ali Chu with three, three U's. I know. Ali Chu was taken? I, it, the real Ali Chu, <laughs> she exists. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's funny. I've had literally that same username since the day I started Facebook in 2014 or 2015. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, you know, I can't. Actually, no, 2012, I think I actually started Instagram. Wow. You've been a year ahead of the game. That's awesome. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't know. 
I just I've, I haven't changed it and I'm almost on the fence like should I change it because it's been so long but I'm almost like <sighs> loyal you. to yeah. the name <laughs> I can't I don't know if I can part with it so follow her over there she will post about where to like you know watch the uh, competition and stuff but really just root for her if you guys are from Hawaii or wherever you are in the US and stuff it, it it would be cool to see a Hawaii person win, and uh, I can't think of a better person more deserving than the title than Miss Allison Chu. So oh. good luck over there, and thank then when you do win, go kill it at Miss Universe. Ah, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Um, one last thing, if anybody is wanting to go and help support Best Buddies, we're having our Friendship Jam November 14th at the Blue Note Hawaii. So if you guys want to check that out and, you know, help a good cause. What does that involve, Allie? So that is involving the Best Buddies Friendship Jan. It helps people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And they're going to have a lot of raffles. They're going to have Henry Capono sing. It's going to be an awesome, just an awesome jam. To, so do you have to buy tickets for this? or You can, can we... buy tickets. I think they also might offer it virtually. Oh. Um, yeah, I think they might do that virtually. But I know you can buy tickets and they're going to have awesome raffles. So... Check it out if you can make it. I, I think me and my wife might have to uh, drop the baby off at our <laughs> in-laws. Yeah, check it out. That sounds yes, amazing. Yeah. yeah You'll be there? I'll be there. Okay, yeah, Allie be will there. be there. So if you guys want to meet Miss Hawaii, she will also be there. Yes, <laughs> November 14th at the Blue Note. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much again, Allie, and good luck again at your competition. Oh, and I hope you. to have you back on the podcast after that. Thanks, Bryson. Yeah, we're going to have Miss Universe on the podcast, guys. Be ah, ready. <laughs> oh, my God. I die. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.